Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you're listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. I am so glad to be back and to have a chance to chat with you today. Well, it's been a solid week of busy, busy, busy. Last week was absolutely insane. Don't know what your week looked like. Uh, the reno is coming to an end, but still everything is, you know, behind. And you always wonder how you could have missed just one more thing. But it's funny because I was going to speak on one topic today, which I'll, I'm still going to mention at the end, but opened the meditation book and the topic was replenish yourself. This is a really good topic in today's society because we are always running ourselves ragged. In fact, I got a call from a girlfriend yesterday who gave me heck, who wanted to let me know that in case I had missed the fact that Shelly wasn't really present. I'm thinking, I'm project managing a reno, trying to close down an accounting business, working on transcribing a a new course and marketing my company, working with my developer on my website, and I have two grown boys at home. No, I really wasn't aware of that, I say with great sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm rather clear. And it's really not fair to the friends and family around me, but that sometimes just is the deal. I have these deadlines. I definitely am not happy with the choices a little bit because Something that's very important to me is living in the moment. And right now I realize that I am living for that renovation to be completed and I can move upstairs. It's like this distant thing and I'm forgetting to live in the now. So yes, last week it was just imperative for me, for my peace of mind, to get a few last minute clients that are are leaving me, but I had a few more things to do for them and, and uh, off my desk. So I was working at 10.30 at night sometimes because Reno and children were kind of eating up my daytime. My husband was away on business and a lot of decisions had to be made last week. Well, by Friday, I, just, I was just done. I, you know, the neighbors wanted to get together by a fire and I couldn't even quite manage that. In fact, I walked over a little later to visit with my husband and my neighbors for about an hour and that's all I could handle and I started kind of getting snippy and mean with my husband and it's like you know what guys before the rest of the neighborhood shows up because this was like between seven and eight at night still kind of early but it's dark here in British Columbia at that time I'm going to go home before I want to embarrass myself and say things I just don't mean I'm just I just am done I'm just done so I came home curled up in the couch with my host son Um, not on the couch with him, you know what I mean? (laughs) And we watched a movie together, which is kind of nice. So he tends to like to relax on Friday nights as well and not have friends over. So it worked out really well. But then what happened was my work was sort of almost done. Once we got through the weekend, Sunday hit and I realized I was running on adrenaline. Now, why do I want to talk to you about that? Today's meditation is about replenish yourself because sometimes we don't know how tired we are until we try to relax. And that's what happens when you tend to run, multitask and you're running on adrenaline, running on that high all the time. Let me tell you a story about three and a half, four years ago, four years ago probably now, before I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, the year before, 
I left a huge contract with a big telecommunications company here in Vancouver, British Columbia. I'd been on that contract over six years. And at the end, it was very stressful. We were changing platforms. I knew my job was being phased out, which was great. I was definitely ready for that to be done. But I didn't realize I was running on so much adrenaline. So contract ended first week or two in January. And by the end of January, I went to bed one night and couldn't get up the next morning. I literally could not wake myself up. This went on for a couple of days, hauled myself off to the doctors. And my team, my naturopathic alternative team, not my general GP, did some testing and my adrenals were operating at something like 13%. I had full on adrenal fatigue. It took me three months of rest and supplementation to get that myself back up and running. So February, March and April type deal. And by end of May, I was off to England on business for five weeks on a different business venture. But it took all that spring to recover. And I didn't even realize how run down I was. So it's kind of interesting that today I let myself crash again this week and that this was today's today's uh, meditation. So obviously the universe, someone out there needs to hear this today. The problem with exhaustion and stress is we live with it for long periods of time, for the most part, especially people that are high functioning or rather be achievers or are quite achievers. But even other types of personalities, you can be an introvert and be stressed to the max. You may have full-time job, a marriage you're trying to keep together, two or three kids, a business perhaps. It just doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't have to be specific or the same as what's going on in my life or in someone else's life. Everyone has their level. And if you have exceeded that, exceeded that level and are pushing your body beyond its limits without stopping to listen, then now you're running on your, you know, cortisol and adrenaline are, are just, you're going to exhaust yourself completely because those hormones are just running full ramp and they will keep you going. I mean, it's, and I don't drink coffee because caffeine is a, is a huge sensitivity for me, but there are other types of energy drinks with ginseng and things that keep me mentally um, clear, rhodiola things, supplements like that, that I use instead. And again, the you're fooling your body into thinking that it's all good, that you're just kind of giving it a little boost when in fact, you pretty much got it on crutches, Okay. Many of us are so deeply involved in our activities and our work and our projects and our relationships that we just don't even see what's going on. So the point here is it's you need time to relax, to refresh, to regroup. It's a little bit again like the chaos cycle where we go through these um, areas in our life. There's four of them. Well, rest and reflection are a huge part. 25% of the chaos cycle is rest and reflection. Not action, not planning, rest and reflection okay and we just always want to skip that i am the reason i speak of this so strongly is i'm so clear on it and i am so guilty of it i have done it most of my adult life even my teen actually my whole life this is by nature who i am and it has taken training and coaching and awareness to allow myself to step back to learn to say no let me tell you, that was just a feat into itself. I remember in my early 30s, standing in the mirror and practicing, 
I'm terribly sorry. No, I can't do that for you. No, I'm going to have to say no to that commitment. I'm sorry. No, that's really not for me. I remember standing in a mirror and literally repeating these mantras because I was the queen of, you bet, I got that covered. I took everything on. It is still a huge part of my personality today. And unfortunately, what's leading to the exhaustion right now? I couldn't imagine putting one more thing on my plate. So when my girlfriend phoned yesterday to give me a bit of heck and give me a bit of reality check, she actually wanted me to come to a course with her uh, tomorrow night for, or tonight actually now for two hours. And she had just come from a three-day course from this company. Don't get me wrong. I'm so tempted, but that is not the right time for me because the bottom line is I have made commitments. They're only going to run for another two weeks and then I get to go on vacation. And whatever doesn't get done, doesn't get done. But until that time, I have a 16-year-old that needs meals and needs to get to school. I have a reno that is in its last two weeks and all the contractors need me coordinating them and everyone needs to be on site at the right time. We need to move our furniture in. I need to pack for vacation. I need to make sure the half a dozen clients that I still have are all looked after before I walk out the door for 10 days. All of these little things. You know what? Your commitments are still very important. I'm not saying drop everything, walk away from your commitments and go rest, which was a little bit kind of what I was getting from my girlfriend yesterday. I needed her to maybe, I felt her timing was off. She is very clear what I'm going through because her husband's a contractor and he's in my house helping my husband right now put moldings down each evening. She knows I'm leaving on vacation. This phone call from her would have been better served in three weeks from now to say, hey, okay, I've stood on the sidelines. I've watched you now. Are you ready to breathe? And the answer would have been yes. Yes, I'm sorry I did this to myself. I'm sorry I haven't been there as a friend, but let's go for a float and let's just take a day off. Well, as it turned out, yesterday ended up being that morning. I literally couldn't stay awake. I had to go to bed. And in fact, our contractor that I didn't expect to show up shows up and starts cutting tile outside my downstairs bedroom window. And I slept right through it. That's how exhausted I was. But you know, I allowed myself that day. I had been running straight flat out for 10 days. I've got a busy weekend coming up. This is a busy, this isn't a crazy week. This week is very manageable, but there is lots to do. But I have a very busy weekend coming up. My granddaughter's coming over, things like that. So I knew once again that that treadmill was going to be a little bit in place again, needed to rest. And yesterday there was just the opportunity, no clients, no bookings. I could do that. And I did. I slept for hours and then got up, made dinner, did a few things. And quite honestly, ended up back on the couch in the evening while my husband was upstairs laying molding. And there was this huge part of guilt, but actually my husband looked at me and said, you can't help us right now. I need you tomorrow up here for two hours vacuuming again. And he knows how that it's not vacuuming a house, guys. It's shop vacuuming on your hands and knees, drywall. It's a mess and it's very hard on my body. So he knows that will exhaust me again. He says, I need you fresh for that so that we can do the next step. Super. No one, no one was guilting me out that I went back to the couch for two hours, watched a bit of TV and was sound asleep in bed by 10 after 10. But you need to be aware that your body needs these things. It is all right. You need to give yourself permission to take time out. Now, the hard thing for my hubby some days and this can really be a, a problem in a marriage or in a work situation or family, is people take their time off in different aspects. My husband went away for the week on business, and that's a long week for him, granted, but he had no home life in his face. You know, there's no dinners, there's no chores, there's no kids. 
He may not like being on the road in the evenings, but the bottom line is his evenings were his own where I spent five days hauling it to 10.30 at night. So by the time he came home on Friday, I was so done. I needed my dead time, but Saturday, he needed to clean the yards. Whereas I really, there was not much I was thinking I was going to get done. I was just so exhausted. And there was that little bit of judgment from him. He's like, why am I outside working and you're not? Well, because I pulled all those hours Monday to Friday to enable everyone else to do their work, but now you're home. That can be a really tough thing in a relationship. And that is where communication has got to be so important that everyone is clear what everyone is doing. In fact, here's a little segue. A couple weeks back, my son made a very, very wise comment to me. That's not the word I'm looking for, but it doesn't matter. I've got these two men in my house. One's 16, one's 30, but they're both my sons. One's my blood son, one's my host son. They are my responsibility to a certain extent. My grown son uh, has some issues that he deals with in his life, but he's still a very high functioning, very bright young man and holds down a full-time job. He, need, he needed a little help adjusting coming in from South Africa and getting back into an environment where, you know, people are underfoot and he just can't do things his way. He really struggles with that, with, with, his, uh, with his mental capabilities. He's a person that definitely needs, you know, he needs uh, things on a schedule in a huge way. I'm looking at the two of them going, I've got three of you here and I spend an hour every morning just sweeping through the house, putting everything away. And Ryan said to me, mom, if you're going to walk around being the fairy princess cleaner and nobody knows what you're doing, don't expect to come home and think we have a clue what's going on because we don't. We just go to work or school. All of us leave the house. These three men leave the house every day and we come home to the home the house looking like it always looks the way you like it. Even though they have completely forgotten that they, the beds weren't made, the lights were on, the bathrooms needed wiping down, the kitchen was like a bomb went off it. But they're not seeing that and they're like, you're like the fairy cleaning lady. And I thought, it's very true. There was no communication happening about what I, the slack I was picking up every single day that was putting me behind, just kind of building a bit of resentment. It's like, why can't these freaking kids pick up after themselves? Or these men, really, they're all grown, practically grown men, even the 16-year-old. These are practically adults and full on to adults. So communication is very, very important if you are looking for rest. I know those kind of things seem a little strange, but honestly, unless you live alone, and if you do, then then the, the mechanism is a little bit different because you are not beholding to somebody else. You can come home from work, shut off your computers, your phones, and rest or take a day on the weekend. And unless you've got family that's living with you or is you're accountable to or things that you've set up, your time is your own. That is not the case when you're in a family environment. So that communication is so important that everyone realizes what everyone's sort of responsibilities are and what each other is doing so that, you know, you can step back and say, hey, you know what? That chore got done in a different time slot, but I'm going to do mine now. But the other person gets the chance to rest because they've already done their work. So communication on that particular aspect is very, very important. So to end this a little bit of a, the, the, the issue on the running down is you need to find, I'm quoting Melody Beattie now, find out how tired you are, then let your body tell you what it needs to come back to life and to love.
And that was very important to me yesterday and very necessary. I didn't realize that it wasn't just that I needed a day off. I really needed to sleep and let my body recover. For those of you that aren't my regular listeners, I have quite acute fibromyalgia and I need to be very aware of my body and that I am not distressing it. Very annoying sometimes. So where does this lead to? This sort of leads, or this definitely leads into my topic for today about having faith. And it was interesting. I was in a coaching call with my coach, Sam Crawley, yesterday. He is the um, podcaster that does the Everyday a Saturday show. If you are looking for inspiration and motivation, he is beyond the lessons that you learn when you're listening to my podcast. I highly recommend him. He's very high energy and he's got a real common sense way about him. I quite enjoy him. We were coaching yesterday on momentum. And one of the things he was talking about is that is you can't have both faith and worry and fear in the same headspace. Now, why I started with this part from the book and my life experiences the last few days was this is what happens as well. One of the side effects besides the physical is the mental and emotional. I was losing faith again. I was watching things go another week behind. I was feeling resentful with the amount of work I was doing around this house. I was feeling resentful that I didn't have time to myself because really Keith and I, we really had forgotten how much life had gotten. Well, we're dual income, no kids. Like we were empty nesters before our son came home temporarily. He is moving out, but temporarily for a few months. And we took on these, this exchange student. It was, it was a trial. We knew that this was a test to see what, what we could manage or not manage, but we really had not realized how much our lives were our own. There's, we're not beholding to anybody. There's no one that relies on us other than once a month our granddaughter. And even that is just a part of a day because of the visitation schedule. Now that Ryan's back, she's back in our lives every second weekend for the whole weekend. Um, but that wasn't the, has not been the case for a long time. And we as well had slipped into a, a routine that was very loose and allowed for a lot of downtime if needed. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared. So both of us have sort of lost ourselves a little bit and got very, very anxious and agitated, uh, gratefully not at the same time the last few weeks because our schedule is, is just so different. These demands are being made on us. But what happens spiritually and emotionally a lot of times is we start spiraling into that worry, into the darkness, into the, oh, woe is me into the, I'm not finding a solution, you know, why is this happening? Well, you have to be so careful with those thoughts and feelings because if you at all believe in the power of prayer, faith, or the law of attraction, you have got to understand that energetically you are putting that out to the universe, okay? And the universe doesn't care whether you're asking for negative or positive, it's just gonna give you what you're dwelling on. So if you are always thinking, woe is me, I'm always having bad luck, I'm always failing, you're going to keep doing those things because that's all you're putting out to the universe. So what I noticed the last few nights was I hadn't read a few chapters from My Secret. I was really just wanting to go back. I wanted to just read a book. And that's fine too. That is a, a huge downtime for me. So on the weekend, I, I read a little bit. Trash novels, of course. That's how I escape. Um, wasn't doing my nightly meditation. But also the thoughts again were just, you know, we're just getting a little more negative. Is this ever going to end? My husband was away for a week and instead of spending the evening with me, he went, you know, said hello, set, sent me for a quick nap, but then went next door to the neighbors and never came home again that night till late. And I was very resentful about that. 
But his attitude is, well, I want to go socialize and you, you don't want to. Why aren't you with me? And I'm like, why aren't you with me? It doesn't make either one of us right. We just have different needs at the end of the week. And he allowed me to rest, but I wanted him to be with me while I was resting. Well, is that fair? I'm not sure. But the bottom line is he didn't think he was in the wrong and I didn't think I was in the wrong. So there, again, those thoughts of negativity and, you know, why do I have a husband that doesn't want to spend time with me? Why is my house not getting done? Why are these kids not picking up their stuff? Why is my family so negative? And, and you know, I've more or less kind of mentally given up on having the mental attitude that I have a family. They're simply not part of my life anymore, which at least brings a huge amount of peace. But uh, they don't want to be part of my life and I need to let that go. And part of that, again, you start getting negative and you start dwelling on these negative things in your life that aren't working. Well, you know what? I'm 52 years of age. My family life, and I'm talking like parents and siblings, it has never worked. I'm not sure why at 52 I still hang on to it thinking something's going to change. My dad is unfortunately dying from dementia now and, and, and is declining. That, oper- that ship has sailed. But we get into these places and we allow the negative to fill. So I've made this comment many times, the, in, the um, native proverb, you have a wolf on each shoulder. One is black, one is white, one is good, one is bad, whatever. One is positive, one is negative, darkness and light. Which one wins the one you feed? It is no different with this. Absence of gratitude creates worry. And that's what I was forgetting. I was forgetting. I was sitting thinking I'm in this basement of my home the main floor I call it a basement suite my friends tell me to quit doing that because it's just the lower level of the floor but to me it feels like a basement suite we are crowded we are working around furniture that we're just trying to keep dry from outside because some of it goes upstairs we have two bathrooms for four grown adults and everyone's trying to get ready in the morning we have two people that eat very differently in this home and sharing a kitchen and the kitchen's a galley kitchen we cannot two people cannot be in at the same time these are the things that are amp- being amplified and that negativity, where's the gratitude? I have a warm home. I may not have all the cash in the bank, but I had enough equity and credit to get the hot water system fixed and do the renos. I have that ability. I'm educated. I eat very, very well. For the most part, I'm very healthy and have the means and the wisdom and the smarts in my world that's how I feel about it, to combat the things that go wrong in my health. I help other people. I have a beautiful yard. I have a gorgeous granddaughter. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see all the things I should be grateful for? It is very apparent when you have a child from Brazil and a son that's come home from South Africa and you hear how the rest of the world lives a lot of the time and I'm sitting here worrying about my first world problems That is something that you mentally and consciously need to change because gratitude creates worry. The thing is sort of a, if darkness is the absence of light, light, then uh, worry is the absence of gratitude. That's sort of how things were, were kind of put out in the coaching call yesterday. So if you are not filling your head full of gratitude which creates faith then you are filling your head full of fear and negativity and that will create worry and complete lack of faith i hope i'm very clear on that that's really the point i wanted to make today 
is these are things you have to mentally work at, both spiritually, emotionally, physically even. But you don't have room for both in your head and your soul. You just don't. They can't reside in the same place. Oil and water, when put in a bowl together, separate. In the darkness, there is no light. It's sort of like almost like a little universal rule. <laughs> so try and grasp that today for me. Try and focus on that for the next couple of days. Actually, for the week, let's, let's face it. I podcast weekly, guys. Tuesday or Wednesday of every week. I'm pretty much like clockwork. So you have a week to think about this subject till I bring up something new next week. And give me like, it can be a little bit like homework for you. How's that? Homework for you. I've got to head off onto a Facebook marketing call right now. I really just wanted to get some of these thoughts out there. Please ponder this. You can't have both. Focus on the good. Make sure you're getting rest because it will lead into this next section of worry and, and lack of gratitude. All right, have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.